Well, hey, you're listening to the Vital Moments Podcast. My name is David, and I'm the host of the podcast, and I'm joined by Ron, the lead pastor of Vital Point Church. It's Monday morning. It's cold outside. Yeah. Man, it's like, I got out there. I actually, it was so cold that I re-downloaded the app to start my car from the inside, even though it's like a 20-second jaunt outside to just start the car, and I was like, it's too cold for me too cold well there's something yeah. about sitting on i think you've got leather seats don't you i got leather seats and so it do is I. like bone chilling yeah i'm in my little 2013 focus i've got leather seats and i rush out and i start it it's like ooh, it's cold i don't think you can win with leather seats because in the winter time it's so cold in the summertime like the sun's on it and you literally get a, like a third mm. degree burn yeah for sure oh, next vehicle if we get a minivan i'm going cloth <laughs> with kids i don't know it's, yeah sometimes you don't get to choose and yeah that's what hannah says yeah you want leather to easily clean so yeah yeah it is monday morning we're wrapping up a conversation from this past weekend at vital point church Oof. and man this series fearless fear last not fearless um fearless is really hitting <laughs> the hearts of many people i like the title yeah it because is, it is a fun one. I am I'm not totally sure that you can totally live fearless. Like yeah. do you know what I mean? Like there's just elements mm-hmm. of the nature of who we are as human beings that in our own brokenness. And yeah, we can grow in our confidence uh, in the promises of God like we've been talking about and mm-hmm. but I for me, it's to fear less is to not completely eliminate fear, but to have it less of a uh, driving force in our lives. So mm-hmm. instead of maybe fear at volume 10 all the time, we can live turning it down and having part of who, because I, I think being part of being human mm-hmm. is these things go off inside of us like fear worry anxiety shame guilt are like the alarm clocks going off in our hearts to remind us of our dependence upon god yeah and so when we fear it's revealing the area that i i least trust god in and so yeah. therefore i must release that or take authority over it like we talked two weeks ago but that's two weeks ago we're talking about this past weekend yeah the pronouncement right yeah i um, love this part yeah it's such a you i want to quickly hit the you had a moment in the talk where you talked about how god turned towards gideon yeah and it's this moment, I think, for myself and many others, I'm hoping many people saw this as a God wants to turn towards people and speak to them. He wants them to understand that he he sees them, he knows them, and he has he has things for them. And for me, it was like this relationship builder. Like when I, when I, when I love someone or I'm doing life with someone, I usually turn my posture towards them. Right. Yeah. Cause I want to be intimate. I want to grow in that, that relationship. And for me, it was huge. Like why, why do you think it was important for the writer to talk about the turning towards Gideon 
in God's posture towards him. Well, in everything in Scripture, you have to realize that it's uh, revealing three things. It's revealing who God is. Mm -hmm. It's revealing who we are. And it's revealing our need of a Savior. Wow. And I look at the turning towards Gideon as God's awareness of what Gideon is facing. Wow. So Gideon's hiding in the wine press. He's thrashing wheat. He's hiding. Even in our state of brokenness, our um, moments of darkness, God turning to us is to understand the intimacy of his awareness, but his desire to be in that with us. Wow. And I, I believe that Gideon reveals to us his heart where Gideon says, oh, sure, we've heard about our ancestors talking about God, but God has forsaken us. Mm -hmm. And the, the problem that we have as human beings is that we associate God's presence with things leaning towards our favor. God's presence of turning towards him in the wine press was revealing that his presence is with us no matter what. Yeah. And that it's not based on circumstances going my favor. It's going based on the promise that he will not forsake us. So the turning to him mm. is to try to capture his gaze. Because keep in mind, at this point, Gideon doesn't know who this is. Yeah. Which is so fascinating, right? We get the luxury of this side of the story to read the whole story where Gideon eventually, as he goes and makes a sacrifice and the sacrifice is consumed, he begins to realize, oh, this is the Lord. Because you can see it in the word, lowercase, uppercase L. Yeah. He, he still, when he's talking, hey, the, the Lord is with you, almighty man of valor. Like he is still not sure. So the turning towards him is still the, the convincing of Gideon and yeah. who he is. Yeah, I, I'm kind of just blown away that God wants to affirm Gideon. That I, I'm choosing you. I have a plan for you. And, and, and yeah. fear, yeah. Yeah, sorry, uh, David, my brain is spinning a little bit. Before we go to the, the pronouncement of, yeah. mighty man of Mighty mighty Man of Valor, yeah. I, I believe that Jesus being born of a virgin, mm -hmm. growing up to be a man, to go to a cross, is God turning towards us. Wow. He could have turned away from humanity. Think about when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. Yeah. What is the first thing God asked them? Do you remember? I'm not, I kind of just put you on the spot as a host. Sorry. I shouldn't have done that to you because you're panicking. Where are inside. You? Oh, good job. Yeah. Mr. Theologian. Um, yeah. Where are you? Yeah. Right. It says that he's walking in the cool of the garden. And his mm -hmm. first question is, where are you? It wasn't, what have you done? What have you done? Uh, what yeah. were you thinking? How could you do this? <laughs> you know, it's, it's Jesus is the evidence of God turning towards us. Mm -hmm. 
And this is what distinguishes the Christian faith apart from other religious faith systems is that mm -hmm. Christianity speaks about Jesus, that that God through Christ came to us, turned towards us mm -hmm. in our sin, in our brokenness, and died on the cross so that we might be reconciled with the Father. So the turning towards him is, again, what's it doing? Revealing God, revealing us, and revealing the need of Savior. So he turns to him as revealing his heart for humanity. But then the flow out of that, David, which we're going to talk about is it's the pronouncement of almighty man of valor, which is such an interesting call upon Gideon's life, right? Almighty man of valor. Right. So if people go back and listen to the talk or watch it on YouTube, um, Gideon had lost sight of what was real and what was true. What was real to Gideon was that he was the least, he was the smallest, he was yeah. insignificant, he was the least of my dad's, my dad's children. Yeah, I'm the least in my family. So yeah. what was real to him was that. What was real to him is that he was hiding in a wine press threshing. What was real to him was seven years, mm -hmm. right? And the pronouncement, Almighty oh, Man of Valor, was God, God stepping in and telling him what was true about him. Hmm. See, what is real to us is often not true in God's eyes. Let's say your past is ugly, there's evil, there's been abuse, there's been you know neglect, abandonment. Um, it, it could even be like, for me, I mean, as you know, your grandfather, my dad died when I was 10. What happens is that is real to us, but what can happen is as that, that real part of who we are takes root, that becomes our identity. Yeah. And... I, and then we play victim to that identity. We play the victim role in the story and the narrative. But then God steps in and says, Almighty man of valor, because he wants to speak into Gideon what is true. Yeah, he's like, that, that's not your identity. That's not how I see you. Right. And that's not how I've designed you and called you to live this life. Right. right. You, you, you hit the nail on the head this past weekend where it's just like, if you allow your past or you allow the things that you do to be your identity, it becomes this false identity that isn't true about yourself. And many people, follower of Jesus, non-follower of Jesus, are, are living this identity crisis because they truly don't know who they are. Right. Right? Yeah. And, and they, don't know what, they don't know what is true about them in God's eyes. So when you are not yeah. clear about what is true about you in God's eyes, mm -hmm. you will go down a path of trying to find yeah. and, and, and define your own truth. And we see this now mm -hmm. in our culture where there's uh, confusion around gender and sexuality, and we, we adopt those as mm -hmm. our identity. And that, that is a false pursuit yeah of truth where truth is based on how god sees you and the mm -hmm. word that he has for you mm -hmm. um yeah so i think that this is culturally uh an important conversation yeah. as even you know like as there's massive debates out there around gender mm -hmm. issues and mm -hmm. um is there only male and female and and mm -hmm. it's an attack on how God has created you, male and female, and the enemy is having a field day with it. So, uh, I mean, we're going down a bunny trail that we don't need to go down. No, but, but like, it's, it's, think it's, about this. It's it, not it, that it's not an important conversation that needs to be held with yes. grace and truth. Mm -hmm. But what I love, this happens here with Gideon, is that Gideon needed to be awakened 
to how God saw him. And even awaken to the presence that God was with him, right? Even in that searching of like that uncertainty, is this really the Lord? Is this really God? He was growing in his in his understanding that God was present with him, right? And yes, it took a while, right? Yeah, and that's obviously a two weeks ago conversation. I you can't divorce the promise and the proclamation. Yes, that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. You you can't separate yeah. those two things. You can't. The the proclamation is based on the promise, mm. which will lead to this coming weekend is God's yeah. plan, uh, which mm-hmm. is a different piece to it. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, let's hit the application part because within the service, it didn't matter if you were in person or online. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You had this mic drop moment of like, look at God spoke to Gideon, Almighty oh, Man of Valor. Like, Mm -hmm. like, this is how I see you. And then you said to us as a community, um, do you know the words that God has for you? Yeah. And it was this moment for all of us to think like, okay, am I aware that God wants to speak over my life? Mm. Am I aware that God turns towards me and speaks the words that he sees me over my life that he wants to have over my life? And you took us to this place to do some listening to God, to actually making space to like calm ourselves, slow down, and actually make a time of reflection. Yeah. What, what was what was your hope and desire for that? And even for connect groups like that are going to meet this week, what does that mean for them to discuss that and to reflect on that? David, it flows out of our desire as a church to grow in our ability to hear God's voice. Hmm. If it is true that Jesus says his sheep will know his voice, voice, (laughs) then it's creating space periodically for people to hear. And part of that is a gift to our community. It's not a programmed element. It's not something that we schedule into, although we do talk about it and put them in the services. It is more so that we don't just rush through the hour. And if people recognize that God can turn towards them and speak to them, they can begin to practice more regularly hearing his voice. And why I wanted to do this this past weekend was an exercise in learning to hear the voice, but also an exercise in boldness to actually share what the word yeah. was. And so I know in our location here in Poplar Hill, I think in yours in Exeter, mm-hmm. I, I think John and Clinton, we were, I think their, their practice, um, he decided just to have people come and share their word. I don't think they, he had people vocally share it. Uh, and that, that was the flexibility of his discernment in that moment. Yeah. Um, for, for people to step boldly into it, I think was exciting. It was a learning experience because here's the other part of this. And it wasn't in the talk. I was live in Poplar Hill. It wasn't in the talk. Your word that God has given to you is likely revealed through the pattern of your life. If you were to examine your life, hmm. but it is also not void of relationship. So when you come to me and you say, hey, dad, I have this sense of this word, what do you think? 
-hmm. or what are you discerning about this? And I can say, yeah, I see that in you. I've watched that. I've witnessed that when you are in deep relationship with others that are journeying in faith, they will know what your word is. Like when you articulate it, I have this word build and create people all around me go, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah, we see that. And the accountability of the word is when I go to someone and say, this is what mine is. And there were people in Poplar Hill were texting me uh, after the service saying, this was my word. Um, Or this is what my uh, husband said, or my partner said, or whatever. And it's just like, it's, it's a piece of it, David, that I believe is such a critical part of our journey as a church, as we continue to evolve into the expression of what God has for us, is that we come on a Sunday gathering with an anticipation of encountering the presence of God. And in that he's going to speak to us. So the practice was really based on, and I hope our connect groups actually take some time. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've designed it up in our connect group leader discussion guide to take some time to Mm -hmm. practice this again. Right. Yeah. Um, David, let me say the story. My brain is spinning so fast. No, I love it. Uh, it. It is, it, it is not, just because you get a word doesn't mean you got to rush out to do this. It, it, you get a word like it might take months and even a few years and even over the journey of an arc of a lifetime to fulfill and to understand what that word means. That's when so I asked for Jesus to turn to me in August uh, and give me my words and he gave me build and create, I didn't know what they meant. I had no clue. Um, I had inklings, I should say I had inklings, Mm -hmm. but from August to now, God has been unpacking the two words for me with the confirmation from friends and close people in my life. And so, um, yeah, I just want people to be cautious and also the outcome is not yours. I talked to someone after the service and they're like this word I have. Um, and I said, Hey dude, like, listen. The outcome of this is not your responsibility. That's not your burden to carry. Mm. Right. And Gideon ultimately, when we're talking about this week, fulfilled the presence and the plan and the pr- uh, pronouncement by obedient faith. Yeah. But he pl- he did it from a place of victory, which you're going to talk about this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we like we're like we've talked about in the past. Erwin McManus talks about this. We create the future as we walk in faith and obedience to God. So we should end on that note because we're going too long. I could could go on for another hour probably. Well, we're not letting you. We're not Mm -hmm. letting you. This is powerful. How do people, how does a community of people continue to live fearless? Yeah. When they, they, it's such a, huge thing and i and i believe as as a site pastor watching communities and i have the joy of watching all of our communities grow in these areas is that as our communities grow at vital point the regions in which we are living in and are living out our faith they will transform and there will be renewal um, Mm. of spirit mind and strength because god is being revealed in these areas um and it's just an incredible thing Okay. Amazing. Cool. Thanks for sharing your heart. It's been a fun no series, challenging one, but challenges lead to just beauty and wonder of, of God moving in our lives. 
What our oh. producer, what our producer Josh say about the talk after we recorded it last week? He said, "Yeah, that's going to mess some people up." <laughs> and I, it's not me, obviously. It's God working. So incredible! Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. We've got Connect Groups launching brand new Connect Groups launching this week, this week, end of January. Um, so go to our website, vitalpointchurch.com, get part of the few new groups that are joining and starting up in all of our sites right now. And, uh, if you're already part of a connect group, lean in, allow God to work through you and through your group. And we're so excited to see and hear the stories of what he's doing. Okay. Thanks so much. Peace out. Have a good Peace. one.